FM management wish to advise that the opinions and comments stated on this program are not to be considered as endorsed by Radio Logan Incorporated. Logan Cities 101. The following business program is general in nature and is provided as entertainment. It should not be considered advice. Business Tribe, tribe. welcome back to your home for business on the FM dial. Monday night is business night, and it's time for the Business 101 Show. Broadcasting live from Logan's 101 FM studios in Logan Central. Here are your hosts, Business Coach Nikki, Digital Coach Carrie, and Logan's own Mal West. Yes, very good evening. Welcome to the Business 101 show. We've uh, imported him, well, via Zoom all the way from the Philippines, Coach Nicky. G'day, everybody. Good evening, Tribe. How are we all? Doing pretty good. And, of course, uh, we do have in studio Digital Coach Kerry. Hello. Another week gone down. Monday. Monday. Everyone loves Mondays. We, we do. Love it's Monday our favourite day. And we've got a special guest in studio tonight, Kerry. Hey, welcome, Arwen McGregor from Devon Pixies. Hello, good evening. Welcome. G'day, welcome in. Now, Arwen, it's your first time in radio, but don't let that bother you. It's very easy. We can all do it. Thank you. <laughs> it's all good. Now, we've got the pleasure of uh, getting to know you a little bit more on the hot seat down the track, so I'm really looking forward to that because you've also just moved your business closer into the sort of centre of Logan, I call it. So uh, I'm pretty excited to share that with the listeners. And just out of curiosity, you're also the page three girl in the My City Logan magazine that just popped into my inbox five minutes before we came to air. So there you go. How good's that? But guys, we always start the show with what are you grateful for this week? So Mel, you can kick us off this week. Uh, Well, you know, last uh, last week wasn't a good day. Uh, for me, my daughter, eldest daughter, um, ventured overseas to live in America. Uh, so I'm grateful for the fact that uh, she got there safely, uh, picked up a rented car at LA and drove to Colorado, never driven uh, on the other side of the road at any stage. And of course, if you're going to start, well, you may as well start in LA, one of the busiest cities in America. So grateful that uh, she got there safely. Smart girl, Georgia. She would have loved it. That's easy. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Oh, for me this week, it has to be very grateful for my husband who at this moment will be at home lighting our fireplace for me to make it nice and warm when I get home. So it's very chilly here tonight. So yeah, that's what I'm grateful for this week. Fantastic. Arwen, what are you grateful for this week? Uh, this week, I'm pretty grateful my daughter went off on a guide camp, um, enjoying the rain with a, a whole lot of other girl guides over wow. in the Redlands there. But I'm grateful that she's actually gone and and having the opportunity to explore lots of different activities and new friendships that's cool and guys mine's a little bit similar to last week um i launched uh, my startup business july 1 so i'm grateful for the chance and the opportunity to have a crack like how good is it that we've got aussie passports because we can travel we can pretty much have a go at anything we want to um and it's up to us whether we succeed or fail so i'm pretty pretty happy about that that's my positive for this week and of course, if uh, people want to get in touch with us, they can uh, via the phone number 38088101 or message via our Facebook page at Business 101 Show. Last week's show, what a cracker. Yeah, last week we spoke about are you ready for the end of financial year and Nikki and I gave a few tips. So how did you go, Tribe? Did you uh, actually get those uh, end of financial year stock takes done and did you get yourself all organised for the end of financial year because we are now in July. So um, it was a good opportunity to get your ducks in a row last week. 
Yeah, and I think that's why it's perfect for this week's show, Kerry, isn't it? The new financial year. And then also touching on tonight, how to know if you're a true entrepreneur. I get asked that a lot by people where they're not really sure if they're an entrepreneur. And I think I've pretty much got it on how you can work out if you are or aren't. And I'm see, Arwen, I know you just enough to have a think that I think you're actually an entrepreneur. So it'll be interesting to see once we uh, come out of the hot seat to see whether you agree with the synopsis there later on in Coach's Corner. There we go. And of course, uh, we do have coming up very shortly, the Business Hot Seat. Uh, we'll be back uh, shortly. This is the Business 101 Show. Hi, it's Tom Linsky from Meadowbrook Golf Club. You're listening to the Business 101 Show with Coach Nicky on your local radio station, Logan 101 FM. Are you ready for this week's Business Hot Seat? In five, in five four, four, three, three two, two, one. one. We're very excited this evening to be joined live in studio by the owner of Devon Pixies, Arwen McGregor. Arwen, welcome to the Business 101 show. Thank you for having me. It's been a couple of hard years for you in hospitality, hasn't it? As with a lot of people, yes. yes. How have you managed to kind of keep going? Because I know that's one of the things that a lot of hospitality owners have actually struggled with. How have you sort of kept going? I know you've had a lot of excitement recently, mm. but until then, what was your... Um, Luckily, I had some very good, loyal and local customers who um, followed when I, had to, when I flicked over from having in-house service to pick up IT boxes. So that actually kept us going. Um, obviously, with the help of JobKeeper and so on, also helped. But the main, but the people still kept coming for um, high tea boxes. When, and then as soon as we were able to have customers back in the door, people came back in. Maybe not so many, but it kept us in business and kept um, people knowing about us. And then, of course, we had our exciting move. Which so for those listeners who don't know about Devon Pixies, tell us exactly what it is that you do. Okay, so Devon Pixies is a high tea house cafe now. So we started out in Logan Village and we provided high tea celebrations, you know, for your birthdays and baby showers and bridal showers and all the rest of it and any occasion in between. Um, and now we've moved into our new venue in Kingston Butter Factory. We've expanded that to include like a cafe service. So we have a proper coffee machine, yay, <laughs> for those that drink coffee, um, and a veranda cafe service with your toasted sandwiches and burgers and cakes and slices. So we have a high tea operation still for, you know, those special celebrations, but we also have our casual dining options and takeaways as well. So a Arwen, bit of both. I'm just looking at your Insta. What is the cronut? It looks delicious. Oh, the cronut is awesome. It is a donut made from croissant pastry. Oh, it sounds amazing. Oh, <laughs> You're a sucker. I'm pretty, You're I'm pretty excited because uh, coffee is life, according to me. You don't make friends with tea. Um, but, but now that you've moved down to the Kingston Butter Factory, you're really easy to get to. Very easy to get to. I mean, it's just straight off Jacaranda Avenue. Excellent new parking, like there's bus parking, there's so much accessibility parking. It is just truly awesome. And I don't have to maintain the car park, which is even better. No, and I kind of feel like, even though it wasn't, that this building was nearly purpose made for, you, made for your business because oh. it fits in so well with what you do. So it's kind of like a Queenslander style. It's a Federation yeah. era cottage. So it was built um, in the early 1900s. Um, it was one of the, I don't, I'm not sure exactly how many buildings there were on the precinct site originally, but there was a number of buildings built for workers for various purposes to live in or um, for administration. So the actual cottage I'm in was one of the original administration cottages and we still actually have the original safe attached to our cottage. 
So you know those big old bank safes that you know weigh a hundred odd kilos? We have that in our cemented safe room. Um, because no one's moving it anywhere. I Just love curious, what do you keep in there? Yeah. I keep my chocolate, my sugar, and my flour. The important stuff. <laughs> That's what I <laughs> Definitely chocolate. <laughs> There's been so many changes, and I know Council has been really pushing this Kingston Butter mm. Factory, and it's just fantastic. There's had some really great live acts there recently. Absolutely. It, we had Pete Murray recently. Yeah, Pete it? Murray, yeah. the yeah. Whitlams. Um, so they had a Melting Sunsets that was it, event, yeah. um, yeah. and it was organised by Jabber Entertainment, and... So they lined up uh, local acts, Stapleton Street and Brina, Brianna Dinsdale. Yep. Then they also had um, a few other more Queensland acts as well. And I'm sorry, I cannot remember everyone's names, but we had Diana Arnaid, Alex Lloyd, the Whitlams and Pete Murray as the sort of the, the four headliners at the, the, the working your way through. Which, and it just was such a good night. And I actually just saw a post up from um, the Whitlams who had a, a really nice little... Um, recommendation for other artists to come and use the facilities because they said that the the tech was perfect, the the, the venue worked well for them, the, the hospitality was amazing. So it's good that you're having someone like the Whitlams who have been in the industry for I don't know thirty odd, forty years, long um, time, long yeah. time, yeah, coming and saying that this venue works. So you know, and they've probably been in every venue around Queensland, yeah, that's in Australia. So that's really fantastic. So, yes. Did you sell out a coffee on that day? Nearly. Nearly? <laughs> well, not, actually, I went down. We went down to our last two litres of milk. There you go. And um, the other big seller on the day was hot chocolate because it was quite a chilly night. And uh, we went through five kilos of chocolate powder that night. Wow. It's just amazing. That's a lot of hot chocolate. It's a lot of hot chocolate. Well, you think there's about 30 grams in each cup, so the same with coffee. Same so, with coffee. It was yeah. a lot of hot chocolate. Everyone was just coming up, I want a large hot chocolate. My hands are cold. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. And you night. found the trade um, at the Kingston Butter Factory, the location is working well for you with the move? The move Absolutely. Great. Absolutely. I'm really, um, I'm really interested about that, Owen, because you had a very established business in Logan Village, and then you've actually moved. I get why you've moved, because it's a great precinct, but... How, how do you manage that? I have a lot of people talk to me going, oh, should I stay? Should I get it? my leases finished? Should I have the courage to move to a better place or move home? Like, what was the thought around your move? Um, my thought was that for my business to grow, I needed to move to a more central location. Um, yep. I had floated, there were some other areas that had been floated around in previous years that just didn't pan out that were a more central touristy type area. Uh, so as soon as uh, the opportunity came up through, like I saw on the council tender process, so I did have to go through a full tender process to get this. The and just knew it was going to work because you know it had this beautiful cottage. It was a central location. People will because I knew my high tea people would come with me because you come for a celebration. So it doesn't really I mean people were coming from the north side and from the Gold Coast and from out Flagstone and Ipswich to come to Logan Village. So to come to Kingston is actually more easier for them because there's more public transport options. They can catch the train. Um, and we've had people coming because they can catch the train now. And then we also have the casual people coming past, which is even better. People walk their dogs and pick up a coffee. We are dog friendly on our veranda, so you can bring pooch, sit on the veranda, enjoy your coffee. Um, and there's just the other attractions with the museum and the main Butterback factory building as well and the markets and it's, it's just fabulous. <laughs> It's just, it was a no-brainer, really, for me as a move. Yeah, I kind of Did feel you, like... Were you nervous about it or just excited? Sorry, Kerry. 
bit of, I mean, obviously nervous because again, we, we were, there were site building delays and, you know, you'd sort of, I'd given my notice at my old venue and then after I'd done that, I'd found out that we had further site delays than I'd anticipated slash budgeted for. Um, and that was a bit of a nail biting time, but in a way it sort of gave me a little bit of time to um, rest and recharge and sort of get a bit more organized with, with the move. I think in hindsight, if we'd had only that small amount of turnaround that we thought we were originally going to have, it would have been complete chaos. <laughs> so having that extra few, like an extra month and a half, actually meant that we were a bit more controlled with when we could actually open. Um, but yes, there was nervous times because again, you, you see that sort of cash flow and the going down, 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 because you're having to still buy stuff to get yourself ready, but you haven't actually got much of an income. So yeah, there was a little bit of nail biting, but generally it was just more excitement because I just I just knew that it was going to be the spot. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot more opportunity for you in terms of more walk-in traffic, a little mm. bit more than where you were. Oh, totally walk. And, uh, you know, obviously there's going to be people from the public who will come to other things and then find you there as a surprise. That's so right. yeah. that's kind of we all win-win. We hope not win-win. to be too much of a surprise for people coming to yeah, the event. a good surprise. A good surprise, <laughs> but we hope to be that people know we're there and... I say we're using we're using simply beans for our coffee and every uh, just the feedback we're getting on that coffee has been fabulous, um, but also that people are coming past just to see what's happening in the yeah. venue. Um, it's just it's just really truly amazing, and I can't wait. And we've got the official opening of the last kind of section happening yep. this Friday, haven't we? Yeah. So what's what's been closed? Like, what are they actually opening on Friday? So the um, well, the brick building that's there. So uh, that was the Butter Factory building proper. That building has fi- is, is actually having its official opening, where public can now come in and look at all of the the displays and setups that are going in. So council have set up various different displays. Um, there's one called Nourish and it's all about Logan food and the community. Um, there's a Logan snapshots all about street style and fashion. And, and there's, um, there's an indigenous art space and a few other things. Plus they've done a whole revamp of the Butterbox Theatre. So it's got, They've raised the roof, they've got all the proper track lighting in, wings access to the dressing room. So anyone that's previously had a show at the Butter Factory, you can now go from your dressing room onto the stage via some wings rather than out through the main auditorium. Um, And and they're also booking shows in there. So not just relying on community groups and so on coming and booking their shows they're actually booking other shows for people to come and see plays they've got some children's events they've got they've got a burlesque event coming oh well, sort of what is it no speakeasy slash dance afternoon yeah. lots of different things happening inside the Butterbox theater as well as the actual static displays which will change um so yes this is just stuff going on it's just exciting i, Nikki, I, we're I tell you have what to the logan down. entertainment center needs a good run for their money because not a lot of people speak favorably about lec they talk about how difficult they are to deal with how high the prices are i don't have good feedback on lec from anyone i talk to in the business community so it'd be interesting to see whether the kingston butter factory going ahead in leaps and bounds and being new and shiny object and booking some great shows and events we might actually get some competition in that space which i think would be good for everybody yeah it's healthy healthy competition isn't it Sure is. Sounds now, like you and I I'll need to go and have a coffee down there. <laughs> we, th- we should have a business one-on-one show uh, high tea. <laughs> we yeah, need to, yeah. <laughs> 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 we might organise that. 
Oh, and you're actually um, quite interested in the community side of things as well. You're not just a business there just trying to make money. You actually care about the community you're in. Tell me a bit about the uh, Mini Farms project because you quite like that as an idea. I do. I think it's a fabulous idea. Um, so the Mini Farms project I came across at a at um, Logan Lee Grain, which was a an event run by Council and Griffith University. And the, the, the founder, Nick, he has this fabulous idea of having community-funded farms, mini farms, growing fresh produce to give to charities such as Meals on Wheels and Oz Harvest and so on and to schools to use for people that might not necessarily be able to afford, especially now the lettuce, um, afford fresh vegetables and so on. So he has this mini farm project that he wants community funded and business funded to grow this produce so that like, instead of Oz Harvest getting the leftovers from a restaurant, they're getting fresh vegetables and fresh um, produce items so and they're trying to um, they're getting one happening at Logan Lee State High so they will utilize students to help when the agri in the agricultural area in the business department just getting it all running so I'm supporting that I've bought I've bought a bed um, and I'm also going when this is news because it's brand new <laughs> um, I'm it's actually holding tea. a high tea uh, fundraiser at the end of August where again we would hope to get enough money to fund another bed um, to just have somewhere for food to be grown because I think we're all realising how much more we need to grow our own food. I don't know how many people have started growing their own veggies again um, with the recent prices and all the rest of it. So I think it's a fantastic project and I think it's something that everyone can get on board with because it directly affects them and the community that we all live in. Yeah, and I love the fact that it kind of, it gets the students involved as well from an agricultural perspective, mm. and it also shows them the importance of community as well and looking after the community, which is something I don't yeah. think you can inject enough into our young teenagers uh, today. Spot on. I mean, we're proud supporters of a bed as well, uh, as is the Station 101. So I think it's up to us as the business community to rally together. And I was really impressed uh, when um, the Devon Pixies also saw the value and went, yep, that's definitely something you want to do. It just aligns mm. so closely with your community care. So well done for that. Thank you. Um, I, I think the, the way that you can realise as a business whether or not people like and get what you do is when they start bringing you presents and when they gift you stuff. And I noticed <laughs> that quite a lot of people tend to donate their fine china to you. Being they a do. High they place. do. Um, it is one of those things. A lot of people have old collections of china that have come from someone in the family and not everyone has either the inclination or the space to hang on to that china. So... Uh, a lot of people have br brought it and donated it to us so that the China gets a second life and it gets to get used by our customers. And, and if they come in, the people that have donated it, they see their China getting used and loved. Um, and I think that's the best thing you can do. I know people like to keep their perfect sets and that's perfectly okay. But, you know, China's made to be used and it's meant to be used with love. And that's what we like to do is that people can see it and... And I know the other thing we do is when we have our children's parties, our children use that china, then they come for their birthday parties. Because, again, I think, I think it's something that children need to experience um, is being, able, being allowed to use the good china. And I, I haven't had a child yet break, <laughs> touching a <laughs> lot of wood, <laughs> um, 
break a china set. Even in an accident, children respect it and they, they know they sit at the table nicely and they have their high tea and it's a special occasion and they don't abuse the fact that they're coming in for high tea and having fine china. And I think we don't give our children maybe enough credit that they will look after it. They appreciate it. Well, even just the opportunity to sit down at a table and mm. to actually uh, eat and drink and converse. Uh, I didn't realise how many kids actually don't actually sit at the table with their family anymore. No. It's all done on the couch or in front of the TV. So the things we take for granted, it's like what a, what a cool day out that would be. Yeah, it just, it just adds to the experience and it's just something a bit different. And it's not knocking any other style of party. It's just something a bit different for a child to come and enjoy and sit and have, be allowed to use the good china. Yeah, I love and act that like concept. an adult. Now, what about for the rest of us adults who actually <laughs> come for high tea? Because I love a good. You high get tea. the fine china too. Yeah, I know Millie would love to go down for high tea. I think we should go down there for a date day or night. Um, what, so, when are you open? Like, what's the what's the go? So we're open Tuesday to Saturdays uh, from eight thirty in the morning through till three thirty four o'clock. Um, on Saturday, every on the second and fourth Saturdays, the markets are on, so we open at seven am. And on the third Friday is a night market, so we stay open till the markets close at 8, 8.30. And nice. then we also open for any special events on site. So yeah, they've got a few things coming up. Yeah. So the next market is actually on the 9th of July for anyone that's interested Saturday in morning, going down yep. Saturday morning from 7am. And then on the 14th, they've also got an open mic night down yeah. there. Yeah, so we're not open for the those kind of night events yep. because that's kind of inside the butter factory. Yep. But the outdoor events, like if you have another Eats and Beats or the night markets or like the Melting Sunsets, we stay open for and provide the, you know, coffee and takeaway. Cheese toasties go off. Like people just love being able to come in for a cheese toasty. Cheese toasty. Does it have Vegemite on it? <laughs> if you want Vegemite, you can have Vegemite. That would be delicious. It's not thought about if, doing that. Yeah, if you want to stay up to date um, with Arwen and her business, get onto Insta, Devon Pixies. Uh, I actually have been following you for a little bit and I just drool every time I look at your Insta because I love <laughs> the photos and feed you do. And will you keep up to, keep us updated on any special events and times? Absolutely. And stuff yep, yep. We, yeah. I'll send it through to you and Kerry and put it all up there. I've got to put yeah. the event up yet on the website, so... Fantastic. Thanks so much Very for coming nice. in. Really Thank you for coming in. having me. It's a pleasure. That's Arwen McGregor from Devon Pixies. And don't forget that if you'd like to feature in our hot seat segment, well, head to our website and uh, that's at business101show.com.au. Register your interest and uh, you can be, just like Arwen, on the show talking a little bit about the industry that you're involved in as part of the Business 101 show. So coming up, we've got Coach's Corner. Hi, it's Mindy Russell. I'm the Division 3 Councillor for Logan City Council. You're listening to the Business 101 show with Coach Nikki, Kerry and Mel on your local radio station, Logan's 101 FM. Coach's Corner. How to know if you're a true entrepreneur? This is a question I get asked quite a lot in my coaching capacity, and it sort of made me actually think, how do you distill down to try and channel your thoughts to work out if you are or are not an entrepreneur? And the best idea that I could think of was something that I learnt from the great Alex Sharfin, who is, according to me, is the entrepreneur whisperer in the world today. Now, let me give you a scenario and see what you think about this point. So, Kerry... Tribe, I want you to imagine that you're on holidays, you've got a four-day holiday. So the first two days go smashingly. You sleep in, you have a lovely breakfast, you might get up on day one and sort of tunnel around, maybe go to the beach for probably two or three hours, then get back, have a massage, 
you might look at the shops and then you go for a beautiful Italian dinner that first night, have a nice bottle of red, maybe squeeze in a tiramisu with some coffee and then go to bed and sleep really soundly to the sound of the waves. Oh, now, day two is going to go much the same. You're going to go to the beach in the morning, have some nice lunch. But about the end of day two, when you go back for dinner and you might this time have the local fish and chips sitting, staring at the sun and listening to this portable radio and having a drink, you're starting to get a bit edgy. And by day three, when you wake up, it's remember it's a four-day holiday, on day three, your brain's going to you, I want to go home. If you can relate to this story, let me know. Kerry? Yes. Putting my hand up, nodding my head here in the studio. That's absolutely... Nice. I like it. I, I really... I, I read this this afternoon when you brought it into the studio and I was like, that is exactly what it's like being an entrepreneur. You actually can't help it. It yeah, now, just do you want, comes naturally. Now, do you want to know what that is? That's actually you going, I'm out of momentum and I am not in my natural state where I'm the happiest and I need to get back to that state. That's what that is. I never could understand because Millie's the same. Millie and I, you know, we'd book even a week away and by day three, we'd both be looking at each other going, okay, uh, want to go home? Yeah, I want to go home. Want to go home? Yep, let's go home. And then we're driving home or we'd go always go back the day of early and we'd feel really bad and we'd go, why is it that we want to get back? It's because we were out of momentum. We didn't realize that that's what it was until it was articulated uh, to me when I did a workshop over in San Diego. So if you ever wondered about whether you're a true entrepreneur, when you go on holidays or when you're in periods of inaction and out of momentum, if you're getting frustrated and edgy and agitated, then that is a very good sign that you are an entrepreneur. Now, of course, if you look at the definition of entrepreneur and you look at the personality types of an entrepreneur, according to the American Medical Journal, most entrepreneurs are on the spectrum of anything of 23 ailments, Asperger's, um, ADD, all those things. So the superpower about being an entrepreneur is we're not what would be considered normal with nothingness. That's why we're a bit obtuse. Uh, we create things that don't yet exist. We get agitated when we're on holidays. We want to stay in momentum. Um, we choose to, to, to take on pain to achieve stuff. Like me, I'm choosing to be away from my lovely wife for three weeks, which makes absolutely no sense at all. But I know why I'm doing it because I'm trying to build something and I'm trying to get ahead with something. So all those things wrapped up into a ball, if you can relate to most of that, then chances are you, my friend, are an entrepreneur. Now, Kerry's identified an entrepreneur. Have you tried? How have you gone with what I've said tonight? Well, that is exactly. Now, if you know you're an entrepreneur, you can actually do things that stop you from getting out of momentum. And they're the things that actually take up your time that don't mean anything to you and don't get you further ahead. Now, it could be an unproductive relationship or it could be down to something as simple as having the wrong clothes, which means you've actually got to choose your clothes for too long in the morning. Now, there's plenty of stories around with the top entrepreneurs around the world. They all wear the same colored shirt or they'll have a very minimalist wardrobe because it's less time spent deciding what they're wearing in the morning, which means they can get out of the house quicker, which means they're in momentum quicker. So very big subject. It's a full one-day workshop if you really want to go into it, but that is how you work out if you are an entrepreneur. I can relate to that so much. Yes, absolutely. It um, It's hard sometimes though. I mean, this is why, you know, recently I just went on a three-day cruise. And honestly, you asked me this afternoon when I came into the studio, you know, how are you still feeling after your three-day cruise? That three days will be enough to last me the next three months. So it, it was, you know, enough time away to refresh. And a cruise is great because you actually have no mobile phone reception because as an entrepreneur, you're very tempted to pick up the phone, jump onto the internet, 
internet, you know, maybe schedule in some social media if you've got the time. But three yeah. days was the perfect amount of time for me to come back feeling 100% refreshed and ready to go, but not too long that I was, you know, itching to come back. So, yeah. Yeah, good on you. And I think it's key to it's key to understand you what makes you feel fulfilled and what doesn't because you may not have realized why you're in that agitated state and what's causing you to be that way. So that's why it's quite healthy just to try and identify whether or not you are an entrepreneur because it should help you actually feel calmer and you'll have better relationships based on that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's important to remember also is that regardless of whether you have your own business or not, there are plenty of entrepreneurs who are working in big companies. Um, you know, they're the ideas people behind a lot of the, the ideas that are happening in big business. So it's not just about small business either. It's It can be about those big business um, sectors as well. So yeah, great, interesting topic. Love it. Yeah, good on you. Coming up, we have this week's cuppa show or want and that to recap one thing. Nickyism or Coach's Corner. Now you can listen when it suits you to the Cut One Show live podcast. Find the Business 101 show on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and all other major listening platforms. Take us with you to the gym for a walk or a bike ride. Click the link on our Facebook post or visit the show page. Also available on anchor.fm. There's more Business 101 show to go. Don't, don't touch, touch that dial. Coach Nikki will be right back after this. Logan Southside Flower Market is open Monday to Saturday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Southside Flower Market is where you buy the freshest, longest-lasting, farm-sized bunches of flowers, potted plants, and dried arrangements. Create your own special flower bunches or choose from their beautiful pre-made bouquets. Call in or shop online and every flower delivery comes with a bonus $10 in-store voucher. And remember, Saturdays are market day at station sponsor, Southside Flower Market, just off the M1, Carlisle Street, Slacks Creek. Hi, it's Holly from the Logan Office of Economic Development. You're listening to the Business 101 show with Coach Nikki on your local radio station, Logan 101 FM. It's time for this week's Nikkiism. Yo, a Nikki what? What's a Nikkiism? Nikkiism, a strategy and or saying that Nikki says, which when used will get you ahead faster. Hey, Coach Nikki, what's it going to be? Well, full disclosure, it's really a Doryism tonight, but it's one of my faves and it's just keep swimming. So often we get challenged when we're doing our normal day-to-day, even if we're doing top-level strategy for a new business or just working away in our business or our idea that we're bringing to life. And there's a lot of opportunities in an entrepreneur's mind to actually go, oh, I want to stop or I want to just change everything and start again or I want to... And sometimes you just have to refocus yourself and go, just breathe and just keep swimming. Because if you just stay active and you keep chewing through the bits that you have to do, you keep doing the bits that you have to do, then you will actually get further ahead and you will end up further down the track. And really, the Dory movie really did it beautifully when they said, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. So it's not mine at all. It is definitely a Doryism, but it's a very good one by Disney Pixar. And of course, that's one that you should keep in the back of your head. Awesome. <laughs> I really love that when I saw Just Keep Swimming there. Uh, <laughs> Dory has a very special place in my heart. So, uh, yeah, definitely, I think over the years in business for me, um, I've had to just keep swimming. And um, it keeps you on track to just keep going a little bit further forward, a little bit further forward. So it's some really good advice. And it's also about, you know, it's, it's, 
the difference between that and how do you eat an elephant is how you eat an elephant is when you've got to really make some big decisions or you've got to really chew through a big project or you've really got to deal with big things and break it down. Whereas just keep swimming is like you're out in the open water and you're just cruising along and you might go, oh, I'm not getting anywhere. you just got to keep cruising. you just got to keep swimming to get through it. So slightly different. Now, it's time for this week's cuppa. It's one it of my favourite segments of the show. It Kevin. is. This morning, I actually had the opportunity to go to the uh, Queensland Budget Breakfast, which was... Okay, this got to be really good or a snorefest. How'd you go? <laughs> Look, I'll be honest, it was a bit of a snorefest. But <laughs> in saying that, I love good numbers like you do, Nikki, and I love to see yeah. what's coming up and what's going to uh, be spent. This is the second Queensland Budget that I've actually been to. Um, and what I will say, and I don't know whether listeners, you might get confused by this as well, but when we hear big numbers, you know, like they're putting $61 billion into something that might be over a few years not necessarily all at once a lot of people wonder well where is all this money coming from so it's important to kind of remember that these are normally broken up over a number of years you know we do have the Logan Lee uh, train station which is having an upgrade so that'll start this year that's a 91 billion dollar million dollar project so um, it'll start in the 22-23 budget and then of course it will flow on to the the following years also but the one thing that I did pick up for small businesses is that they're still putting in uh, 11.4 million uh, in this financial year into skilling Queenslanders for work. Um, The original total that they're putting in since 2015, $61 million. So that is still going ahead with another 11.4 million this year. So that's sort of what I picked up from uh, the business community. But I'm sure if you want to know all of the details, you can go to the Queensland Government website and we'll put that up on our Facebook page and website as well. That skill in Queensland is, was that um, they pay for you to learn or is that the one where they've got subsidised wages through Desbit and you would get 50% of the staff wages funded? Can you remember? Oh, honestly, I can't I'm remember. Not, I'm not I clear on that one either. I actually uh, have a look. Yeah, we'll find that out. Because yeah. the interesting part I'm thinking is if, if it's the partial funded uh, up to half of a full-time wage, um, that's that's only 456 people at 11.4 million at 25 grand. So it's it's... I'm not very impressed by big numbers anymore because when you break it down to what it means in the grassroots, it's a, it's a bit of a deceiving picture, isn't it? I mean, what did you say the Logan Lee train station was going to cost? I think it's nine. Let me just have a look. Logan Lee train station, ninety-five point one million in total, with sixteen point three million going into it in the twenty-two twenty-three uh, budget. So they're starting that project. So this is a, a move. They're moving the train station. So they're building oh. building a brand new one, basically. Um, which will sense. be closer to the hospital and closer to the TAFE, which is why people are catching the train and getting off there. And then they have to walk a very long way. Um, and because they're upgrading uh, the actual railway line um, in that section as well. So the old station wouldn't really have fitted in with what they need to do with that. So it's built a new one further down the road, which is exactly what the public needs. So, yeah. It's fantastic for Logan. Mm. Really it good. was yeah, it was a really great morning, and because we had, uh, of course, uh, Treasurer Cameron Dick there this morning, who was um, facilitating that and going through all of that, um, and it was great to see everybody in Logan there, sort of talking about the budget, and it really felt like you know we've said it, it's like the Canberra, <laughs> the new Canberra, Logan is the new Canberra, and it really felt <laughs> like that this morning. So yeah, 
it's funny we've got the state treasurer and the federal treasurer living here like we always talk about and all of a sudden everyone gets interested in little old Logan so yeah. we've known it for a while haven't we it's a good place to be now look we, part of the show this week because it's the first show for the financial year show number 70 and you've got to be aware of some new laws that come into effect this financial year and of course your accountant will walk you through it if you're not sure of it but let's just cover off on like most of them that are coming into effect then we all know the national minimum wage has increased. Now, of course, that's gone up by 5.2%. So the national minimum wage from today is $21.38 an hour. And remember, that covers people that are not covered under a modern award. So again, you need to ask for some help if you don't quite understand how to break that down. Now, there is a good podcast with a snippet from Amanda Stoker about three shows back that's available on our website if you want to hear more about what constitutes minimum wage and what doesn't. I thought Amanda did a great job at explaining that last time. Now, the super uh, guarantee, or the super, sorry, has also increased. Now, it's increased to 10.5%, which is a half a percent rise um, for the year. Now, of course, we're on the way to 12% by 2025, so that means that it's another half percent that uh, companies have to pay for staff. Now, the one you've got to be aware of is previously, if a person earned less than $450 a month from one employer, they were not entitled to receive the super guarantee, but they now are. So there's some changes. Even if you employ people that don't earn a lot of money, you are possibly exposed to being able to, or must pay super for them. So there's a little bit of a cost impost on business, but they're things that you have to be aware of. Now, Kerry, I don't know if you know about this, but the benefit when you save for your first home, you can actually use some of your your super as well. Now an existing scheme that allows a first home buyer to access the superannuation to help purchase the house is being slightly expanded. The FHSS is the first home super scheme. It began in 2017 and helps people boost their deposit. Now if you're wondering how it works under the FHSS scheme, because we have a lot of first home buyers in Luggage City, first home buyers can voluntarily um, use their super contributions of up to $15,000 each financial year to assist with the purchase of a home. So that amount that can be saved this way will increase from 30000 to 50000 So again, not a bad idea if um, we've got first home buyers entering the home market, although the price squeeze on, on house prices is obviously what's on the top of everybody's mind right now. Now, if you've got an existing house and you're not a first home buyer, you can actually contribute to your super using the sale of your house. So this is good for um, also older of Australians. So from today, if you're 60 years or older, you may be able to contribute up to $300,000 from the proceeds of your sale or part sale of your home to super fund. Now, that was uh, set at 65 years earlier, so it's been brought earlier by five years. Now you've got to make sure that your home must have been owned by you and your spouse for at least 10 years and it must be exempt from capital gains tax. So yeah, there you go. There's some of the key changes, Kerry, this year. And of course, um, I mean, there's other notes in the changes for the year. Uh, a great list put out by ABC News uh, that, of course, power bill rates are set to rise. Um, but so too is the job active payment rate for Workforce Australia is set to rise as well. And Centrelink family payments are set to rise. So there's a bit of stuff going on at the start of this financial year. Yeah, look, there was a lot of talk this morning in relation to power and what's going to be happening into the future. Obviously, what's happened recently, particularly down south with the fear of some areas not having power and there being blackouts. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've got the advantage in Queensland where at this point in time, all of our uh, energy is, it's all owned by the Queensland government still. So they haven't privatised it, which I think is probably a really good move. I don't know how you feel about that, Nikki, but I certainly think that that's, that's a 
a good move. Um, yeah. It gives them a little bit of control over it. Um, but there was a lot of talk about renewables, um, talk about how they're going to put money into renewables and that there needs to be a serious conversation about when and how we start um, bringing those in um, to the grid as well so that we can keep up with our ever-expanding population that we have. Is you know, the more people, then the more power we need. I think the conversation around renewables has to always come back to, um, I really like what Barnaby Joyce said, and that was there's got to be a balanced conversation around, of course we have to get renewables into the picture, but it can't be at the expense of power creation um, and go backwards in the power supply in the short term. So we've got to balance that as well as what the technology advancement is in that space. So uh, I know half of that is probably a bit of LNP sort of populist marketing sloganism um, that I've inter intertwined in that statement. But that's how I see it as a business owner. Like if you were to turn around to me and say tomorrow, look, um, you've got to go to energy efficient compressors, cold rooms um, and power uh, source for your electricity because you consume over X wattage per year, then as a business you'd go, well, that's great. How am I going to be able to afford it? And what's my lead in time, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, and that's, I think that's a point that he was trying to get across this morning that it needs to be spoken about and introduced over the next few years. Only good things can come from that too, because I think there's been the shouting match back and forth. Now it's time to really talk about, well, what does this look like? How can we implement it? And then as long as the business ministers are onto it and they go, well, hang on, how, do, how can we bring business along for the ride and not cost jobs doing it? So, yeah. It was the Business 101 Show with your hosts, Coach Nikki, Coach Nikki. Digital Coach Carey, and Logan's own Mal West. Want more hot seats, coaches' corners, and Nikkiisms for catch-up podcasts and downloadable resources? Visit Business 101 Show at our website, business101show.com.au, or on Facebook. Remember what Coach Nikki always says. Version 1 is better than version none. You've been listening to the Business 101 Show podcast, as heard on Logan City's 101 FM on Monday nights. If you have a question on business, or maybe you'd like to be interviewed on our show, get in touch. Email us, info at business101show.com.au. That's info at business101show.com.au. We're on Instagram and Facebook too. You can find all those details at our website, business101show.com.au. 